The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Welcome to At The Podium. This is episode 7.5, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist, and today we are going offense and defense with press conferences from offensive coordinator Mike Groh and defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz. Mike Groh spoke on something that I wrote about on BleedingGreenNation.com, which is how the Eagles' self-inflicted wounds are keeping them from reaching their potential. It's been a season-long issue and really bit the Eagles in a few spots in this game. He also speaks on the third and two throw at the end of the game where Carson Wentz seemingly passed up Wendell Smallwood in the flats to take a shot downfield into double coverage, so we get some insight on that. Up second is Jim Schwartz, and he addresses the defense's ability to make a play or not make a play when it mattered on three consecutive scoring drives of the Carolina Panthers' comeback in the stunning 21-17 loss, so get ready to hate listen to that, I'm sure. Tomorrow, you'll have a new Kist and Solak show. We'll be talking about the Derek Barnett season-ending shoulder injury and what it means for the team moving forward, plus trade targets, and we might even get into some All-22 talk regarding the Eagles-Panthers game. But that's tomorrow. Today is today. Let's kick it over to these press conferences right now. guys, kind of yak guy, um, was last year. Um, a lot of, it seems like a lot of the passes that are designed to go to him short have been produced the end results that you'd want. What is, would have been the issues there? You mean the short passes not becoming long runs? Is that what you're asking? I mean, there's been a lot of passes to him you know, short of line of scrimmage or you know, just beyond it, and he hasn't been picking up yards. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of those situations that you're talking about, there's tight coverage there, so it's a you know a quick a completion and a quick tackle. Um, you know, can he could he break a tackle? I, I mean, I guess without examining each one here in this conversation. Um, but a lot of times it's tight coverage and it's a tight window throw and he, you know, he's been making the catches and, um, you know, and then, and then he's been tackled. But, uh, again, he's a guy that, that we know is a playmaker for us and, and we love his talent and his ability and what he brings to this offense. And, 
Um, got to continue trying to find ways to get him the ball down the field. I mean, I think what's been missing from him, I mean, he doesn't have those mid-range. He's got like 250 yarders, and almost everything else has been six to eight yards. I mean, is there a focus on getting him the ball farther down the field? I mean, is that something you feel like you need to do? Uh, absolutely. I mean, he's somebody that's that you know we think about each and every week when we when we game plan. We have plays for him in those in those areas. Mike, Mike, you've seen uh, six fumbles so far this year and one in every game so far. Um, are you are you doing anything with him to correct that issue? Or well, we emphasize it, and we talk to him about it. And obviously, pocket security is, is really important, and uh, and he understands that. So, um, you know, we're obviously not tackling in practice. So, you know, it's one of those things that you have just have to continue to emphasize to, you know, until you get the results that you want. On that last series after the game, Carson said maybe he forced the ball to Alshon on the third down. Just the last two plays, kind of. What did you see on film there? Yeah, I think um, on the third down, Carson said something like he, you know, he wished he could have that one back and. I mean, there's plays uh, every week that we all look at and examine um, if we're being honest with ourselves and say, you know, I'd really like to have this play back or that call back or whatever the case may be. And, um, you know, he, he, he has a lot of confidence in Alshon. He thought he saw something. He could make a play. And you got to give Carolina credit. They, they did a good job of, uh, of breaking that up. The uh, quarterbacks have always said this offense works best when you're spreading the ball around. Over the last four games, Alshon and Zach have, caught, have, have been thrown to on more than 50% of Carson's attempts. I mean, is that less than ideal? Uh, I know they're productive, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you raised two really good points. we got two guys that have been playing at a very high level, and they've been very productive, um, and we've been getting the ball. Carson's got a lot of, you know, uh, um, trust in those guys, and, and they've been getting themselves open. Um, I think we did a good job of, of spreading the ball around. Dallas had some, you know, some good catches down the field the other day. Um, but we need to continue to do that and keep everybody involved. I, I do think that that helps every offense stay balanced and keeps the defense honest. Would you look general? Would you like to see the backs involved in the passing game more? Uh, is that something you focus on? Well, we, you know, we've always used, utilized our backs in the passing game, and um, we know that those guys can um, take short throws and, and turn them into long runs. Had a couple good screens um, out of those guys the other day. And the drop back passing game, um, probably not as involved as, as they are some weeks. It's kind of a, a week to week thing. The ball finds them and, and they make some plays. And sometimes uh, some weeks the, the ball doesn't find them. But uh, we have a lot of confidence in their ability to catch the ball. Look at John Lee, the team just won 14 uh, I, I think there's a lot of factors involved in it. Unfortunately, it's not an easy answer, um, and therefore it's not an easy fix. Um, so, you know, we're, we're focusing on a lot of different areas. Uh, in some cases, um, you know, we had a couple opportunities. We, you know, we end up first and goal, but it's first and 25 uh, after a penalty, and, and we end up in a 15-play drive and getting no points. And uh, so, we, you know, we, miss, we kind of miss a turn there, if you will, uh, and then have another, you know, big screen, 50-yard player or, or thereabouts, and we're in uh, field goal range, and you know that gets called back. So we're, you know, we, we're we feel like we're hurting ourselves in a lot of those cases, falling behind the chains and, and making it more difficult uh, on ourselves than, than we need to. And um, two weeks ago, we did a good job of not doing that, and um, you know, some of those same same problems crept up again um, the other day, which which hurt us. You know. Before that, uh, what was the thinking before the penalty um, on the 50-yard in terms of when you got the ball? It was a little over two minutes, and you, had, you were backed up, and you ran three times. 
Are you saying in the in the four minute deal before the the, the series before the last series? Oh, the end of half. I think once we got backed up um, and got behind the chains, I mean, you'd have to ask coach specifically uh, on that. But um, just generally speaking, you know, we got we had a little bit of time uh, left on the clock and, and a long way to go. And uh, wanted to, I guess, make sure that uh, we took care of the ball. Check down guy, his first inclination. And that serves you very well a lot of times. Are you working with him as a young quarterback when sometimes the smarter play is sort of you know, take what's given as opposed to making something happen? Absolutely. And, and the second part of that question is, that, do you think that's his nature and is going to be his nature for 10 years or is it partly of being a young guy? Um, well, I think he's an aggressive-minded quarterback and, and he, uh, you know, he looks to push the ball down the field, which, like you stated, is a strength. Um, and then we also try to emphasize the times where it's good to put the ball in play, and uh, and let let the you know the system and, and the players around you work for you. So I think there's a balance there, and certainly don't want to um, you know take away one of his strengths, which which we know has been a really successful formula for us. Two in particular, like what what's the teaching point there? I mean, do you say you know look you have a back in the left flat there, or, or you know hey make that a better throw? Or I mean, what do you what do you tell him about that play? Yeah, I think it's it's. Right along those lines. I mean, he, he knows that, uh, you know, he admitted, he said he'd like to have it back. So, um, you know, we've got a guy there that, that I think that he if he could do it over again, he'd throw it to window. How difficult is that to teach him? I'm How difficult is it to teach him that? Because it is something that's kind of going against his nature and what he does normally. Is it something that just takes a long time? I don't, I don't know how long it takes. I couldn't put a, a time frame on it, but um, Carson's a smart guy. Uh, he knows, you know, he knows uh, where the ball should go, and and he's a disciplined player. So, um, you know, it's an, an experience that we can all learn from. As a follow-up question, you had 22 points in the game. What's your target going forward? Well, I'd like you. You threw a 30. I mean, we'd like to be at in that 30 range is is where we like to be, but. Uh, we know that if, if we get 25, then you know we got a really good chance to win. So we're we're you know we're continuing to work on that. We know it's an area that we need to improve on. Um, nobody's satisfied with the production and the results that we've gotten by any means. And um, trust me, we're working hard to uh, to try to get it fixed. You guys are picking up yards, um, and Carson was throwing at an amazingly high rate, um, but yet the points weren't there. We had the missed field goal, but and the 17-yard drive is great. But is there not enough of the quick strike that we saw? Last year, is that one of the things that maybe lacking? Yeah, I mean, we did get some some of those uh, you know quick strike touchdowns last year that um, that we haven't gotten this year. So, I mean, those when you when you it's hard to drive you know five times in a game eighty yards. So you need those plays to get the points up, and um, that's that's one of the things that you know we're trying to trying to clue in on and um, put those guys in in those situations. We had some some balls down the field and. Um, you know, in that backed up situation, we, you know, we hit good ball to Alshon going down the left and another one down to, to Ertz and, 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 you know, we, we flipped the field in a hurry. So, uh, trust me, we're having those conversations and, and, uh, you know, we, we want those plays back in the offense. Last year, the back situation, um, uh, you know, Wendell has obviously gotten like more of the playing time as opposed to Corey coming in the last couple of games. Is, is there something Wendell's doing that maybe Corey isn't or is it just? 
No, I think you know Deuce manages those guys, and and they they all have a role in each and every game. I mean, Corey uh, was just working himself back in from an injury, and Wendell's done a really good job for us. We got a lot of trust and confidence in both those guys that, um, when called upon, they're going to be productive. Um, well, we we know that we've got uh, um, a really good offensive line, and uh, it, we didn't get the production that we wanted the other day, uh, or that we thought we might get in the running game. And uh, we came in enthusiastic and energetic to get to get back uh, on, on this week's game plan to to talk about the things that we think that we need to correct, um, so that those mistakes don't occur again, and uh, put another good plan together for Jacksonville. So. Um, you know, we, we haven't lost any confidence in our ability to run the ball. We know it's important to try to be balanced and be able to run the ball well in 11. Um, teams aren't really targeting Boye and or attacking Boye and Ramsey all that often, but they are attacking the middle of the field. How important is it to rotate your weapons as far as the tight ends and, and wide receivers and use different personnel matchups against this team? Well, I think we talked about it here earlier in, in, in this session that um, we like to spread the ball around, and, and we got to um, be able to do that against his defense, you know, their uh, reputation precedes them. They've got uh, excellent secondary. They're strong up front, put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Um, we got to be able to get the ball out of our hand and uh, spread the ball around and, and find favorable matchups. And again, we have, we have, we have uh, good players in that huddle, and we are confident about their ability to show up on Sunday and make plays. How much does that create an issue when you're trying to get tight ends open and, and use the running game outside? Yeah, they got a lot of team speed in general. Um, a lot of team speed. That's one of the reasons why they played in the AFC Championship game last year. They, they got an excellent defense, so it's a challenge. Yeah. Thank you. Jim, looking back at the fourth quarter, what's your biggest takeaway of what went wrong in practice? You know, in each of those drives, it was it was literally like one play that we got to make, and um, you know we've had that at different times this year against uh, the Titans. We had just a couple chances to be able to get a play to stop a drive. We weren't able to make it. We had a fourth and ten. Um, have to make that um, over the course of our our years here that that's happened. Um, but we've always sort of picked them up and made a play somewhere else along. Special teams made a play, offense made a play, and in this, um, you know, we we didn't get that done. So that's that's sort of where it was. There was there was really nothing that continually came up. Is there a pattern, like a pattern or similarity where you can say, okay, this is where we're not making. You know, we. I think probably one of our one of our biggest things. I mean, you know, you know, I'm not a big stats guy. Like, really, the only thing I really care about is points allowed. I mean, I've, I'm well documented for that. Um, but another way that we can affect the game is takeaways, and we haven't been taking the ball away. And um, you know, I, I think there's a there's a fine line there. And I and you always warn the players sometimes chasing takeaways. Um, chasing turnovers puts you in worse position. You start giving up plays. Guys press too much. They they go for the the strip instead of the tackle, and you give up a bigger play. Or they go for the interception instead of the um, the PBU, and you give up a big play or stuff like that. So you got to you got to temper that. But I think it is. I mean, I think that's probably the biggest thing. There's two things we can do as a defense. One is hold score down, and number two is put our offense in position to score or score ourselves. And um, that's that's a thing that was a was a um, you know was a was a common theme for us last year that we haven't really been able to get our feet under us this year 
and creating those game-changing plays, any of those games. And you, like before we gave up the fourth and ten play, I mean, we were, you know, a couple inches away from getting an interception. You know, when Cam throws the ball, he's getting hit, and, you know, that's, that's you know, it's it's that close to stripping the ball. Um, this is this is a game of inches. It doesn't change the win or the loss, but that's just what you have to do. Um, we need to find a way to come up with those plays without pressing, without playing out of our character. To have Dexter be the slot. Well, you know, Dex was with us last year and was our backup uh, was our backup nickel. And with Sid being week to week, we thought it was best just to plug and play um, one guy in there rather than layering the. Um, you know, and, and moving a lot of different guys in there. So that was probably the biggest thing. Dex did a good job in coverage. I'd like to see his tackling a little bit cleaner. I think it's probably a little bit to be accepted as a little bit of the cost of doing business when you when you get a guy that, that, um, that hasn't played in the last month. Um, a little bit like those first preseason games, you know, you're always worried the most about tackling. I think that's what we saw with Dex. But he went in, executed coverage as well, got his guy covered. Just like to see him be able to make a couple of those tackles, some of those tackles, and and I think I don't want to just single single decks out there, you know, defensively as a whole um, on on those drives. We got a lot of yards after catch and um, and some some runs that went against us. We got to do a better job with that. It was almost like a switch flipped. I mean, you had them so perfectly defense for so long and then all of a sudden everything they did worked it seemed like how have you been through that before and, and what do you make of that well um you can just dial it back uh, last year around this time we played the giants and it was the same thing we shut them out through three quarters they scored 24 in the fourth quarter not 21 24 um i mean I, I, there's there's some of some of that is i mean you, you know there's always things you can do better there's always calls you can play better there's there are calls you can call better. There's things the defense uh, players can do a little bit better. Um, sometimes you need to tip your cap to an opponent. I mean, I think there's there's some humility that's involved in that. Um, I have a lot of respect for what, what Cam did in that game. He was having probably the worst day of his career, and that's tough duty. I've seen that a lot of times when you can't get anything going and it sort of rolls up and you finish the game that way. But uh, as a competitor and um, – as an opponent, I have a lot of respect for what he was able to do in that game. And sometimes you do need to tip your cap to an opponent. It doesn't change. We need to play better. But, um, you know, there's good players in the NFL. We saw we saw that with Odell Beckham last year in that fourth quarter. He sort of took that game over. And, you know, no matter what coverage we called, we couldn't really get him covered. Um, so, again, that's it, it's, it's really the NFL – as much as um, as much as what we do sometimes. Did you cover the team in the fourth quarter with four on coverage? Um, no, not really. I mean, I think probably the biggest change is um, blitz more in the fourth quarter than the first three quarters combined. You know, just in in an effort to try to find some ways. And I mean, we we were up twenty one points, started series off with a blitz. Um, you know, they were going back, and, and we had a couple successful plays on blitz. We also gave up a touchdown on blitz, the, that, uh, the one that was down tight in the red zone. Um, you know, you single guys up, you get some of that. Um, our mix stayed pretty much the same other than that the, the whole game. They just made a couple plays that we didn't. And um, it's, it's, it's not unusual to, to see the ability to flick a switch that way. And I go back, we've had games where we started poorly, 
Um, I think back to Giants last year at New York, and then we were able to, to get it settled down, um, you know, just the way it is. Yeah. You last, last year, Fletch played about 59% of your snaps. This year, he's playing, I think, about 83%. A, is that a concern? And B, if it is, how do you mitigate that, if at all? Well, he's worked really hard to put himself in position to play more. So I think that, um, you know, number one, he's he's – He's, he's worked really hard to do that. Um, number two, our defensive tackle situation is significantly different than it was last year. I mean, last year, Timmy Jernigan was playing and playing healthy, and Bo was in there and playing healthy, and, um, you know, Destiny was out there. Well, no, Destiny had, had the broken um, wrist or whatever he had last year. So, uh, But we had a four-man a four rotation. This, this week it was Fletch and two guys that at different points of the year were on the practice squad. So, you know, he, he sort of needed to be out there a little bit more. He really wasn't taxed. The way that game was going until the fourth quarter, he really wasn't taxed. We didn't play very many snaps. We were getting stops. Um, you know, the offense controlled the ball for most of the third quarter. We got a quick stop. They controlled the, uh, the clock the rest of the way. So I don't think it, it really affected him as much. Ideally, you'd like to have a better rotation, but that's just not where we are right now. Lee, besides the goal line one, which were the one, other ones that you felt? Uh, no, I didn't say I, I oh. thought it, we blitzed too much. Oh. I just said we blitzed more in the fourth quarter than in the first three quarters combined. But this is a double-edged sword, I mean, obviously. But is it more so with a guy like Cam because his escapability? Well, that, that, that cost us on one play. Um, you know, when you bring – unless you bring six yeah. or even seven – um, which is a very high-risk uh, situation because you're zero coverage in the back end. Unless you bring six, it's it's hard it's it's hard to cover all the gaps. You got six gaps, you got to cover A, B, and C gap. And if you bring five, there's going to be an open gap, and quarterback has the ability to scramble. The first drive of the third quarter, he was able to scramble against a um, against a pressure. Um, later in the game, we were rushing four and sort of spying him, and it kept the, the scrambles out. But he was making plays with his arm and. You know, again, tip of the hat to him for that. With the Giants, um, you know, when Cindy went out, you brought in Rasul at safety and Levante, you couldn't hit them or anything. And I was actually kind of curious, like, Rasul didn't play at all against, you know, on Sunday. And I was just kind of wondering what your reasoning for that was. Well, he's really not a safety. He was a safety in that game because it was that was our emergency situation. And, um, you know, that's the way we, we stacked it. That wasn't ideal either. I mean, it's really – you know, in game, you'd rather just plug one player into a position and keep everybody else the same, but we didn't have any other nickels. So, um, Vontae needed to go down there and Russell went into safety. I mean, again, it wasn't ideal. With a little bit of time, we thought it was best just to plug and play um, Tex, who had been with us in the past, and, you know, I played a little bit of football for us. You see Russell then as being pretty much an outside guy. Yeah, he's, he's an outside corner. I mean, his skill set, I think, best fits as an outside corner. He can do some other things for him for us, but if you're looking at trying to put him in the best position, I think it's always been outside corner for him. Considerations of putting, um, keeping Jalen outside and moving him inside on nickel and putting Rasul, because that would also keep. Yeah, him and again, if it may, maybe, and and I don't want to pigeonhole myself or back myself in the corner on any of those things, but I think Sidney Jones changes him being week to week. And us, if if we if we were thinking that you know, Sid was out for the year or something like that, maybe that would be in the mix because Jalen has done that before. I think that um, Jalen plays better outside than he does inside, but he can play inside. 
Um, I liked where we were with, um, you know, with Sid in there and, and Darby and, uh, and Jalen outside with Russell being the next man up. Um, you know, we just got to, you know, it, it, it's just not, we're just not there right now with injuries, particularly with losing Avante and, or losing Rodney and then Avante moving to safety. What's assessment of, of your uh, defenders uh, defending uh, their technique against rub routes? This, this year, I know you guys worked on a lot. Yeah, time. you know, I mean, this game, this game, there were a couple incidents of it happening. Um, you know, everybody, we're going to see a bunch of it this week. We're going to see a bunch of double shallow crossers and things. It's built into everybody's offense now. Um, when you're in man-to-man, you need to be especially aware of it. Um, you know, we weren't on a big third down and two, sort of, um, you know, got run into. And, uh, you know, those guys, those guys can, there's a lot of different ways that they can rub. They can create what Frank Reich used to call legal traffic, you know, like get in your way, run right at you, and at the last second step out of the way, and there's you know, human nature that you're going to chop your feet or you're going to, or you're going to, um, you know, try to get out of the way, and it just alters your course enough for people to get uh, to get um, receptions. I think over the course of the year, we've been pretty good at minimizing those kind of plays. Um, this game, there were a couple that hurt us. Yeah. Did you face the, the corners were giving their wide receivers in the fourth quarter? I mean, I don't think it was any different than the whole game. Jim, what did you learn uh, from Doug? What did you learn about Doug Marone and Nathaniel Hackett working with him in Buffalo? Yeah, you know, Hack was going through a different thing. Um, when, when I was in Buffalo in training camp, we were we were trying to rival um, the Eagles with pace of play. I mean, everything was was fast break, um, no huddle. You know, it looked it looked very similar to what was going on here in Philadelphia. Um, and then we traded for Kyle Orton or signed Kyle Orton. And all that was out the window. You know, we were running a lot of zone read stuff. We had EJ Manuel, Thad, um, Thad Lewis. You guys had him, yeah. Um, you know, so it, that 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 script flipped a little bit. Um, you know, we were playing like really good defense, and we, um, you know, we sort of played to that over the over the year. So I think that was probably. I don't know if that was exactly what Hack wanted to do. It was just what we had to do as a team. To try to uh, to try to win games, I got a lot of respect for Doug Marone. He's a football guy through and through. Um, you know, he's a Bill Parcells disciple. Um, he's a tough-minded guy. Um, you know, he took a lot of flack. I think it was last year. Somebody asked him, um, it was maybe it was this year. I, I get confused. Um, somebody asked him what his ideal run to pass ratio was, and he said 100. percent You know. And and that, that that tells you all you need to know. I mean, he's an offensive. He was an offensive lineman. You know, played a little bit in the NFL. Played major college football. And um, you know, there's a there's a toughness and an attitude to that. You know, I think that's where they would like their team to be. That's what carried them to the AFC Championship game last year. Um, they got a couple tackles hurt. They've got their tight ends hurt. They lost their running back. It changes your uh, changes your um, run game a little bit. And I think they're still trying to find that. But It'll be um, it'll be nice to see those guys, but um, you know, for 60 minutes of the game, you know, relationships and anything else don't matter. But I certainly enjoyed my time with those guys. Hey, Jim, Jim have you noticed your, that you mentioned the former practice squad defensive tackles, Jim? Uh, how did they play, and, and how much of a challenge is it with uh, trying to find, uh, trying to rotate inside there without Jernigan? Uh, well, I mean, it's just it's it's what you have. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't want to say it's like. 
it's like drawing cards, but you play poker. I mean, you, you get the cards that you get and, um, you know, you can't turn all five of them in. I mean, you gotta, you gotta play your hand. And I thought those guys did a good job in the game. Um, you know, Bruce got back and, and got his playing time back, but they were around the quarterback. I thought they did a good job staying active in the pocket. Um, some of our pressures, those guys were right around, um, either keeping the guy from stepping up or making him counter step. And, um, and I thought they, they both handled themselves really well. Hey Jim, have you noticed that, uh, that offenses around the league are starting to become more aggressive on fourth down? two-point conversions. Uh, is that something that you were anticipating given kind of the way that Philly set the, the standard last year and something that you're emphasizing at all? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's been a general trend to that in a while. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, you know, I think that the legal offensive pass interference, when I say legal, I mean within a yard of line of scrimmage. Sometimes it's hard to stop a one-yard play in pass coverage because they can legally block you. There's no there's no getting away with anything when it comes to that. Sometimes it's hard. I mean, we're, we're seeing ICT and, and or illegal contact and um, defensive holding. Those calls are, are going up. I think that further emboldens offenses. I mean, the, you know, that might be, you know, sort of what, what takes them a little bit. I think people have confidence. People all across the, um, the thing look at analytics. I know this a couple of weeks ago when uh, when we went for two down when we we just scored we were down fourteen and we went for two like uh, I was a bit slack jawed you know I was like what what are we doing I mean I wasn't kin to or I wasn't uh, I wasn't privy to those discussions and and things like that with the analytics and uh, like being sort of old school was like what no 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 kick the kick the field goal and then after the game somebody was explaining to me. Like the the, the the statistics behind it, and it's like, oh, I get it, you know, and and you know, um, and then we saw it last night. I didn't see much of that game last night, but um, when I got home, I turned it on, and that was the time, and they were going for two, and and everybody's everybody was probably a lot like I was, like, what are they doing? But then when they explained it afterwards, and you give top people time, and they they talk to all the analytics people. Looking like maybe that's 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 a little better thing, it, and it, it wasn't it wasn't long ago that teams didn't have the resources that we have now. They didn't have teams of analytic guys. They, a lot of the information wasn't even available, um, you know. And 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 some of the research you were doing, you couldn't you couldn't do some of the things that you did now. And that's been a big change, maybe. Maybe probably the last eight or nine years in the NFL, but it's grown. It's grown from just a few teams doing stuff like that to everybody. So I think I think that's a little bit more what you're saying. You know, teams have more confidence in their offense. Scoring is up. Completions are up. Um, I mean, I remember being a kid. It was a quarterback was considered like a good quarterback if he was completing fifty percent of his passes. You know, and then the standard became like sixty. And now, like, if you're not completing 70, there's like something wrong. I mean, it's like, it's like, it, it's, it's crazy. And, um, you know, Johnny Unitas era, you know, guys were throwing more interceptions than they were um, touchdowns. And then it became like, hey, equal ratio, you're good. And then it was two to one. And now these guys are, you know, eight to one and 10 to one. They're not turning the ball over. So that's a way too long answer for that question. But you know, see y'all in one minute.
Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.